0: Greetings everyone, welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple, to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Lift Effect podcast. I'm Carl Keller, along with my ever-present trusted companion matt mcneil good morning hey, buddy
0: good afternoon good hey. evening
1: what a day already wherever huh? you are
0: it's been a day it's been a night it's
1: been a night it's been a night been a day you know i feel like we just did a podcast i didn't know it's just a uh, man it's the it seems like we just boy, did one yeah boy time flies <laughs> you know I, I, and uh, today we're gonna do a different topic mm. we're gonna be you know uh we spent uh the last three episodes working on good and bad science, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to uh, switch it up just a little bit for our listeners. We had a couple of uh, questions that have uh, been kind of on the the burner there, waiting to mm-hmm. to get to the forefront. And today's the day. So I thought we would I would throw one at you that's a little bit a little bit different. I mean, it's still within your wheelhouse, but it's not your what you primarily talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to read it to you. He goes, okay. I'm a mainline pilot that has been has a pretty successful side business. It's his retirement plan, like so many of us. <laughs>
0: yeah, huh. certainly was uh, mine. Yeah, side side business turned into full <laughs> full business. <laughs> yeah, look where it took you. <laughs> I know. What was I goes, thinking?
1: I have a yeah, yeah. and look, look who you ended up with. I uh, know,
0: I know, F- Fuzzy yeah, Bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've been called a lot of things. Fuzzy, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I have a business-related question that's pretty psychological in nature. Mm. I have a business deal that seems to be going sideways. Both sides feel insulted by the other. Mm-hmm. Lots of egos involved.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have any advice on how to repair this? That's a you know I think that's there's a lot to unpack with that one right there. Uh, you know a lot of guys have side business. I have I have one. I've had several, mm-hmm. and a lot of us are solopreneurs. But obviously, in this case, it sounds like he's got a, a business. Uh, partner a deal Mm -hmm. that uh got challenges
0: well it's uh, funny i mean without without uh breaking any sort of confidentiality i mean one of the things that brought us together uh in the beginning a long time ago is you you had a company and you had a partner and i remember when we started talking there was like there was complexity with it and there's two people that are you know working toward the same goal but there's yeah, there's opposite sort of philosophies on maybe how to get there. And we had a lot of what we worked on through a system that we use was how do you have those kinds of conversations and how do you, how do you approach that? I mean, do you have any thoughts on that, Carl? You want to share on that? Uh, or you want me to just riff on no, it? I can tell you no, how I uh, handle these, but
1: yeah, no, it, um it is very challenging. Uh, I mean, I've had businesses where I was the only person. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was, I was a, uh, the, the owner and, 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 I was the employee. And then I've also had where I've had one and up to three partners and it's challenging, uh, because there's always these dynamics. What, what are the goals? And then who's the, who's bringing the creative force, who's bringing the driving force. Mm-hmm. It can really, if you don't have very clearly delineated roles and are willing to accept that that's what that role for that partner is, there are a lot of challenges now, in this case, I don't know enough about this question to go. Is this a deal where he's trying to work with somebody, or that it's somebody that's up in his business, that's a partner, and now you've got the who's who's this uh, the equal partners, senior partners, junior, all that stuff? So, the, the the egos get in when you start thinking I can do this, or hey, that's not the way I would do it, and I can do it better. Now, is that the scenario here? I'm not sure, or is it hey, we're trying to do a deal, and they're trying to impose their conditions on me that are, are too, um, um, uh, that, uh, that I can't live with Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or, or is the the other side feeling like, Hey, that they're getting taken advantage by the deal. So the question's kind of open-ended because you just really don't know what's the relationship between the business deal. Um, but it, it can, if you don't have clearly delineated roles, you're, you, you eventually will, have an issue yes, because you're, you're, you're going to run into it and then you're, and, and it, and that's what happened with us. Yep. Uh, in my particular case, it's just that all of a sudden, uh, we weren't seeing eye to eye on things and it was like, well, that I thought that was my role. No, no, I'm taking that. And it just, yep. it, it, you ended up getting into a very challenging position. So Th- that's the hard part in this question it just you just don't really know what the relationship in the business deal is
0: so like and, and i would say like the fundamentally like you you first have to look at the the mechanics of the business like this is baseline yep. you got to look at how what are the profit how, um what is your what is your revenue you know how much money's coming in what are your expenses uh what is your cost of goods if you have goods then what is your overhead you got to look at the base and sometimes just opening up the books because nobody wants to do it and you know this it's amazing how many entrepreneurs don't really understand really basic accounting just basic accounting so you gotta you gotta go under the hood and and say all right is there is there a process issue is there a mechanical issue in in our stream that we that can be easily fixed just by identification and mitigation strategies so let's say you do all those things and then it's truly is ego that's involved now it's fun okay this is this is where i people bring me in well look i can do the business stuff um i have tools to be able to do that that you know about which is pretty amazing we've got some pretty amazing tools to do that but like but Mm -hmm. i i'm the psychology guy right i come in and i if it's if it's just like i can fix the out of Control situation because everybody's egos and, and and chest beating is going on. So here's let's say we're at that place. So we're not going to get into the business stuff.
1: Can I, can I add one more thing? I yeah. mean to cut you off. Yep, and I totally forgot to mention this. It's a business. Yeah. Too many people. It's they they have too much ownership. It's a labor of love, mm-hmm. and they run it as a glorified hobby. Mm-hmm. If you don't look at this as to what it is, it's a business. It's it's designed to to do a certain purpose you're already hurting and that and again that came into our place because it was his labor of love he created that it was his baby Mm -hmm. and it's a and and if you're not treating it like a business you are setting yourself up so for a big fall so whatever you do for those out there that are have an idea it's a business it is not a hobby and a labor of love if you love it that's great but it's a business first and and that's what i think you were talking about it's the mindset if you don't have the right mindset you're already in
0: trouble and and some basic fundamental business school uh skills you don't have to go get an mba to but you need to like learn a few things and when business owners come and work with me i educate them and i say okay you're going to read this you're going to look at you're going to watch these videos you're going to read these articles because i'm going to teach you some just fundamental it's like the that's like the, the 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 handbook you got to learn a few things about the airplane if you're gonna go fly it you can't just it can't just be all like on the job training you need some fundamental instruction here on on the the basics of like you know what is uh gross profit margin what is net profit margin what is overhead expenses these kinds of things what there's you know how do you get leads and how do you convert them to 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 paying customers and how do you increase the number of transactions, just basic baseline stuff. And it's crazy how many even successful business owners don't know this stuff. They just, they kind of got there by luck. But I always say, what gets you to here isn't going to get you to there. So at some point you got to, you got to learn some new stuff. You got to always be a student, but let's say we do all that. And the the mechanics are fine. There's no uh, holes in the boat that need to be plugged. It is truly just an interpersonal problem. Two guys or gals or guy and gal, whatever, cannot seem to get along. And there's a there's a big riff. So we're talking about how do you repair this? How do you repair a deal? And it doesn't even have to be a business partner. It could be a cli- one of your customers or one of your clients where things are going, going south. Well, from a psychological perspective, the first thing you do or I should say, you don't do. And this is where business deals go south immediately. This is where they do not become, uh, they, they can't be repaired, is you don't question their identity. And the first thing people do when business deals go south, they question each other's identity. You're a crook. You're a bad person. You're a POS. You're an a hole. You're, you know, it's you, 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 you.
1: You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what
0: you're talking about. You're questioning their identity. You're incompetent. So the first thing you want to do is you want to establish a positive identity for this, let's just say, adversary. And the reason for that is because it's an identity that you can actually influence. And I'm not talking about being deceptive and manipulative. I'm saying this is the power of influence. Influence is a real thing. So you've got to... Establish a positive identity. You've got to activate, and what that does is that will start to light up their their perception of your value. So, what can you do to unleash their imagination as to the value that you have to offer? If if you stay in this deal, if you if you say I'm I'm not going to give up on this, or I'm not going, we're not going to tell each other to f off, and that's it, and so. A good way to do this is because look, I misinterpreted things to mean that this was our deal, and I know that you are a person of integrity. And hopefully, look, if they're not, if they're a crook, don't do business with them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. here's the deal: like, if, if you if you play with bad actors, you're going to get a scary play.
1: Yeah,
0: it's if you struggle to say those words,
1: that should be a that's red a flag. big
0: red flag. But let's say, look, you. So I, I know you to be a person of integrity. And if you believed it was this way, uh, you, would, you would give it to me, right? So I misinterpreted things to mean that this was our deal. So you're not questioning the identity. And if, if commitments aren't honored, there's got to be a misunderstanding. And misunderstandings can be repaired. Identity crushes can't. That's the difference. So approach it from there there needs there there must be a misunderstanding. Not there's an identity problem here. I think that's the most important step. That's one step. There's more. But you gotta start from that place. If you start from an identity piece, it's what happens? It's done. It's there's no going back from that. And even if you try to repair it, that that hurts. There, there's pain there. And that's really hard to come back from. So you establish a positive identity. Don't question their identity. Look, I thought this was our deal. There must be a misunderstanding because I know you as a person of integrity. And if that was the understanding, you would give it to me. So there's a misunderstanding. Misunderstandings can be repaired. Now, secondly is, and I see this when I I work with a couple of different airlines, especially lately, where they're having you know union versus company heated uh boy man it's really contentious they can't seem to see eye to eye um all the contract
1: negotiations right now contract negotiations are
0: just and that's kind of specifically what i'm talking about i i helped with some other stuff in the past i've worked with some carriers on like just they, they bring in the psychology guy right and and i don't even talk about the 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 contract in there but what i try to do is help emphasize value creation and not just trying to cash out the most powerful side in a negotiation is the one that can provide more value not in the past not it's it's not it's it's right now so keep that in mind if you have nothing to bring and I, this is a fundamental belief of mine, just in terms of like everything and everything that I do in my in my life. Every when I work with a, a coach, a pilot, I coach a business owner, a CEO, whatever. If you have no value to bring, go find somebody else to work with. I, I'm not here to sell BS and you know just just become a commodity. I'm. Believe in fiduciary responsibility, which means you know what—I cannot oversell you or undersell you into anything. I will only help you in the ways that are most beneficial to you, even if that means I fire myself. Then that's what I will do. That's just a philosophical belief. But I'll tell you—I've and I've learned this from my mentors. I have never seen that go south. There is no downside to that. So I think when you're repairing a deal. You have to, you've got to establish a positive identity. You've got to understand that there's a misunderstanding that can be repaired. And then you've got to emphasize, let's create some value. And so, you know, it's it's the idea of I'm not here to collect. I'm just here to create. That's what we're going to do here. Because business deals are about value creation. Otherwise, there's not a business deal. It's really simple, isn't it? Value creation. So then, okay, you're going to emphasize, I'm not here to collect, I'm here to create. Make a value proposition. It's amazing how you'll see in negotiations, everybody's talking about value proposition, but nobody creates one. <laughs> nobody proposes one. They just talk about the philosophy of a value. Like, okay, drop a value proposition. Now, that's hard to do when you're in this gridlock place and there's all this battered history. Sometimes you can't see it, so you've got to then reset your options. If you're only giving yourself like one or like sometimes two options, you're being way too personal about this. You are approaching this purely emotionally and not strategically, not using a good business sense. So you've got to give yourself, I would say, and I tell people, look, you both are going to leave and you have to come back with 10 to 20 creative options. That are available, and they're, oh, this is impossible. We can't do this, and especially when you get their attorneys involved, because attorneys look. I, I, my brother's an attorney, but they're just their mindset is just fight. You know, it's like let's just let's fight this to the bloody death, uh, and not really create any value. So there, when the attorneys are involved, you got to work really hard. But I say well, you got to come back with ten to twenty creative options, and when you when you have options you can be, you have strength because you're not dependent on the other partners, right? You've got some options. So you've got to get really creative and there's creative exercises to sort of unleash. How do you do this? I'll tell you a little story. Um, I was working with one company, can't name their name because I'm non-disclosure. I came, I brought brought an orange, into the meeting room and i put the orange on the table and i said all right so you got union on one side you got management on the other and they're they're like i mean this is like ready to go to court because they just can't seem to get anywhere and i said okay put an orange on the table and they're going oh god here's the foofy psych guy here we go these are tough tough union guys really tough management contentious it's like like trucking company mentality, right? These are goons. <laughs> and they're like, throw the orange at you, blah, blah, blah. And I said, so here's the orange. How do we split it? And what do you think they said? I said, how do you split the orange? What would they say? Well, get a knife and you cut it down yeah, the middle. Cut it in, <laughs> cut it in half.
1: And well, I, I said, just take it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not splitting anything. Right. Exactly. It's, it's I, mine. It's, I, yeah. You get your own orange. Get your own orange. <laughs> and I was like, really? It's like, but here's the deal, man. I was like, well, that's, and I, and I saw, like, I, look, I can go in and scrap with the best of them. I enjoy that. <laughs> I said, that's a stupid answer. Oh, they get all defensive. What do you, what do you mean, yeah. stupid?
1: Well, at least you yeah. unified them. They're all pissed. Yeah, down. now they're all mad at me. All right? mad at you. Right. you know? And I'm look. I'm, See, now you're working exactly. together. <laughs> I'm getting them
0: to team up against me, and that is part of a. You know, it's part of kind of how I do this a little bit. I come in, I I just come in, I'll piss everybody off. So then they're all, hey, let's get them. let's get them. Yeah. right? <laughs> Lynch that bastard. Yeah, exactly. Go <laughs> get that guy. So I said, look, but here's the deal. Maybe it would be more beneficial if we figured out what each of you wants to use the orange for. Because the way I see it, based on your contract negotiations, or piss poor lack thereof, it seems like you guys over here want to make juice. And you over here want to make a pie. So you need the meat from the orange to make the juice, and you need the peel for the zest to make the pie. So why don't we just peel the motherfucker? I'll give you guys the, oran- the, the meat from the orange, and you guys can take the whole peel, and we all win. And you could see they all kind of like sort of slowly starting to kind of nod, starting to get this like, you guys want different things. You don't want the same things. Let's work from that perspective, and then we can all win. So it requires you to think differently if you're approaching it like a meathead which is how most people approach it we just we get we get dumb especially when our cortisol levels go up we become cavemen and cave women, and we just kind of beat our chest we don't we, we lack creativity because our focus narrows we become unresourced because we're in freeze fighter run so we're only looking for the tiger in the room we're like okay it's just it's the ding 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 where's the red light that's all you care about it's staring at the landing gear light because it's extinguished and you, and you lose situational awareness. You've got to get creative. So you have to come in with more options. And then you've got to plan the conversation. So know the options in advance. And this is where you've got to really spend time planning. The less uncertainty uh, you're going to have in the moment and the more you'll be able to protect your interests so you've got to spend a lot of time on understanding these d- how you're going to propose these different options and think about it from their perspective approach it from what is their resistance what could they say get it, get you know take the perspective from their vantage point which you can just do you can just get out of your body go sit into the his vantage point across the table and see it from their perspective and and try to argue it from their side as well so that's that's how you approach a business deal that has gone into the toilet because egos are just so damaged or so threatened. I think those are the steps that you that you do this. And it's st- look, I own it. Hey, this happened. I played a role. I understand that the other person's nature isn't going to change, but you can change the structure of what you do so you don't have to change his nature.
1: I, you've kind of addressed it that, that that's what's when they're there. Once the words have been said, it's always saying, you know, something said cannot be unsaid mm. and you've challenged them and they've gotten their, their, their hackles up and they're going, you know, now it's become personal. Even they will say, Hey, let's step back. How do you, how do you get them to go? You know what? I said that, you know, I said that in the heat of the moment. I didn't. I said I that
0: and I was wrong. Yeah. That was, I said that because I was being reactive and I was being over-emotional, and I was being defensive because I felt threatened. And I was wrong to say that. That is not the case. That is not the truth of who you are. I believe you are a person of, of integrity. That's how I know you. That's how we have worked in the past. There must be a misunderstanding here, and I think we can work through that. I'm here to create, not to collect. So let's get creative. Let's reset our options. Let's come up with a couple of different uh, let's each come with maybe five more options here that we're not seeing because we only I only see one and you only see one and then I'm gonna really plan this conversation so I don't go in half cocked, not knowing what the hell I'm talking about, just pulling stuff out of my butt. I'm gonna really think through this so I don't waste your time and I don't waste mine. And and you know I believe you've got to you know you've got to create some you got to like you, you got to believe in the metaphor for change. Right? Something's got to die in order for something to be reborn. So you got to be willing to give a little bit. But the more creative you can see this, the more creativity you bring into this. It's like jazz. You got to get some jazz and you start li- and look, I will when I work with uh with my clients when they're we're in that like okay, let's reset our options phase, I will have like jazz music on in the background. Chaotic crazy jazz. Like let's you know get out of your clothes let's go put on some regular clothes let's go work in a cafe somewhere and let's drink some coffee and let's get creative on how we do let's draw this on napkins let's draw this on on a uh, draw it on your water glass with a water water glass pen whatever you got to do but let's let's drop this structured way where we're stuck and let's get creative to see if we can unleash some more options and you always can and when you come to the table then with some really creative options even if your adversary doesn't do that they still feel like you are there to create not to just collect and then the egos start to come down but you have to own up listen i made a mistake that was my bad when i question your identity and i re- i deeply regret doing that and i and i am sorry and i hope that you can accept my apology
1: they've always said that once you get emotional in a in a discussion or even an argument you've lost. And I would say the same thing here. If you're not, um, you need, sometimes need to step back. It's kind of like, if you're going to say something harsh, think about it mm-hmm. because you may, you may regret it. It's almost like, you know, I, I remember I've written some really pretty harsh emails yes, and I let it sit in my inbox and then I come back and reread it and, uh, Later on, an hour or a day, and go. Is that really what I want to say? Or even if it is what I want to say, is that the way I want to say it? Right. Can I get my point across without it being like you say so adversarial that the message gets lost because of the messenger? You know, you you want the you want you want to move the you want to move the goalposts. You want to move yeah. the, the towards your objective to get in somebody's face and and you get feel good for a second by telling them what you think of them or what you you know how because they pissed you off. Did that really solve your problem? Did that get you where you want to be? Yeah. Cuz if it didn't, then you you've actually sabotaged yourself. They didn't do it, you did it to yourself. Yep. So, ego ego is a tough thing because we want to be right. We don't want to be told we're wrong or hey, my idea isn't the best idea or you want to tweak it. So, it sometimes you got you got to take the ego out of it and go, "What's It's not who's right, it's what's right." That's right. And that's a hard thing for people to grasp because they think who as in me what I think is right. Well, is yeah. it?
0: Well, when you, know, you and that's, uh, that's look, a hard and it, thing. it gets heated. And so, you know, there are it techniques does. for talking when you're talking to nuts, you're talking to somebody that's crazy right now. And I think we did an episode on that. We'll try to link to it. Where it's like there are techniques you can learn to 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 talk to nuts when somebody's just off the the wall because they're so activated that they can't see straight. And I I think, yeah, when it gets emotional, it's it's you're you're in a danger zone. You're in an area of vulnerability. And you've got to learn how to like keep your own crazy at bay, you know, reframe an attack as an opportunity for poise. Um mm-hmm. you know, picture your mentors, find reasons and, and how would they handle this? And just like almost get into that ego state of how how would they handle this? There's a there's us, you know, steps to pausing, become aware of your physical sensations, your emotional awareness your impulses what are the consequences if you act on that won't be good get some insight from that awareness create situational awareness then benefit awareness for you to to move through this correctly and then let kind of letting go so it's it's there's a, there's a lot to it but it's an emotional game you got to play from the inside out not the outside in i think that's the takeaway i want you to yeah. to do when you're trying to repair a business deal with a with a customer or with a partner you gotta you gotta play the game from the inside out, not the outside in. Start yes, the business fundamentals gotta be there. If it's like, yeah, you didn't have an accountant on board, well then, you know, that's just stupid. And you need to get an accountant to to figure out where your numbers are. But once those are done and it's purely an emotional game, you have to play the emotional game. I agree. I think we got time for one more.
1: Yeah, I think so. What I will say if uh the if the uh, the listener who sent that question in uh wants a little more specific you're going to need to give a little bit more just cuz this was it was we were trying to deal with multiple things there hopefully that we answered your uh the gist of what you were looking for there and i'll say this uh, too
0: business is kind of everywhere right business is in your relationship business yep. is in your with yeah. with with your kids i mean it's kind of a bit business is not a dirty word business is life and you know, I, same I, with values, same with values. And I think you can use this, this, the way you approach that I've, t- you know, tried to teach you today, what works. Um, you can use this in your relationships. You can use this with your kids. You can use this with anywhere you have a misunderstanding with your neighbor. Oh my God. We had a big, st- we had storms here a couple of weeks ago and trees got knocked over people's fences and gotten put another, and everyone's going, it's, you're responsible for the fence because it's on your side and it's, well, it's your tree and it's your, you know, and it's like. People are just getting in all these heated discussions and I'm like, you got to, you got to approach. Listen, these are our neighbors, man. You got to live next to these people for the next, maybe rest of your life. You, you better try to get along, you know, or this is going to be a painful way to exist. And you've got to approach it from the emotional perspective. You do that. It's amazing how people find solutions that are um, equitable.
1: And I will throw in the the extreme. Sometimes things aren't salvageable, and you have to know at that point you just got to cut your losses and not try to make a bad deal. Try to try to make a bad deal happen. Yep. If at some point it the the differences or the conditions that that you started it under have changed so much. That it's just it's just better just to walk away
0: because sometimes the numbers don't lie work and you're like look as much as we love this as much as we're passionate about this we're going broke and this is not sustainable the margins suck and this is not a sustainable plan moving forward and that's really painful but that's why you have systems instead of goal you know goals in business are great but systems are better systems allow you to play and succeed and lose and if you're in entrepreneurship long enough i could tell you some stories of things i've done i mean you're going to fa- you're going to have some failures you're going to have some epic failures but if you have a system that's solid it allows you to be more experimental and be like okay that one won that one didn't but i'm going to follow the system and keep improving on that to keep moving forward and eventually you will learn and then you will have some success
1: absolutely all right. Uh, yep, yeah, we have time for uh, another question here. So, um, Matt, and see, they always pick you. They never say no. They said, Matt, I think you're providing uh, uh, the what you're providing with Lift Effect is an incredible service to our profession and our industry. Can you speak to your open criticisms of the Employee System Assistance Program (EAP) outside of the obvious reason that they are underutilized by pilots? How is lift effect different from EAPs that are offered by airlines?
0: Okay, we've talked. I we have touched on it before, and uh, but I can briefly talk about it again. So I have not. I have no problem with EAPs as a concept. EAPs are employee assistance programs. They're funded by the company. Um, they are a brief, short-term model for very light problem identification and intervention. That's what they're there for. And EAPs can also include legal advice and can include estate planning and will planning. So EAPs have some very good services. I am not against I'm not anti-EAP. EAPs are great uh for employees. They're just not good for pilots. And the reason that they're not good for pilots is because pilots have a FAA medical certificate that they have to maintain. And so that's a big difference between a mechanic or a uh, a flight attendant or a ground agent or even an executive is pilots have an FAA medical certificate. The other employees don't. And EAPs are not equipped to be able to handle not only, I would say, pilot issues because that's been proven over and over. I can tell you stories, stories and stories when pilots go to EAPs. The advice that they're given is just horrendous by well-intentioned well-meaning practitioners because they don't understand pilots they don't understand the job they don't understand the requirements they don't understand the mindset Uh, it's the same thing for police officers that's why police have their own kinds of uh mental health services that are specific uh and pilots need that too and that's what lift effect provides so the practitioners of eaps don't understand pilots and more importantly They do not understand FAA regulatory compliance standards. They have no concept of that. And it's not about, oh, let's cook the paperwork to make it look good. That's not what we're talking about. But what a very well-intentioned EAP person may put in a note could be a career-ending problem for a pilot because the FAA is very ham-fisted with this. They go, oh, here is a problem, there's high risk here, now we've got to put the pilot through, they've got to prove that they are fit. It's guilty until proven innocent. And they're working on changing that. But that's how it's been in the past. And so EAP practitioners are do not have the training to, to handle this. And the FAA is, is a constantly evolving regulatory changing process. So that's the first issue. The second issue is that eaps have the most inexperienced now there are exceptions to this but i have been on every eap panel known to man uh so but typically practitioners that are on eap panels are very inexperienced new practitioners that are trying to fill their practices and they're trying to get on insurance panels which is very difficult to do that's not a simple process And EAPs are a first step after you get newly licensed to get experience, to get some time and generate a little bit of money. And I'll say a little bit of money because EAPs reimburse an abysmal rate to the practitioner. It's like pennies on the dollar. You go broke working for an EAP. The experienced practitioners that have experience and know what they're doing and are good, and not all practitioners are good. There's a handful I would only send my kids do or my wife too most i would not i'm just being honest um not they're not all created equal just like doctors just like lawyers you got to find a good one good ones don't they're not on insurance panels because they can charge full rate for their services and their practices are full so that's the difference between an eap and let's say a non-eap practitioner now, is lift effect? Lift effect is in many respects we're the opposite of an EAP. We have the most experienced practitioners on the planet that are only primarily ninety percent of the practices are aviation pilots, professionals. They understand professional pilots. Many of us are, or they have experience working with pilots, and they understand FAA compliance. They understand pilot lifestyle. They understand uh, unions. They understand company. They understand dynamics, and those things play out in pilot mental health. And they understand peer support programs and how to work with the 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 PSPs and and the volunteers and the peers. You know, it's there's all these moving parts. And what FAA what uh, Lift Effect does is we are very very specific. We use very high touch. Modalities. We use technology to create greater access. We have greater access. We only work with pilots. So if a flight attendant calls and says, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I can't give you a slot on the schedule because you're not a certificate holder, we will refer you out to an appropriate resource, um, typically the NEAP, because they have nothing to lose. Um, but we can get pilots seen faster. And then the modalities we use are very pilot specific, and we have things like mental skills training. We have things like individual psychotherapy, individual coaching, uh, coaching for performance, for check itis, or for uh, training decompensations. We have all these specialized services that we offer for pilots based on their, uh, you know, the the type of issue that they're experiencing. It doesn't just have to be mental health. It could just be there's mental performance related things that that need to. Be addressed, and all of the mental performance coaches at Lift Effect are 121 pilots that are have CFIs have thousands and thousands of hours of assisting, uh, teaching pilots in all sorts of different training environments, and they're specifically trained to a mental skills training certification that Lift Effect provides for our for our mental skills coaches. We have mental health professionals, psychologists. Licensed professional counselors, licensed marriage and family therapists, so on and so forth, that are specialized practices. So we're very different <laughs> from an EAP. When people say, all right, well, aren't you an EAP? Well, we do provide a pilot dedicated assistance program for uh, a, a couple of different companies. That's It's like an EAP, but it's only for pilots. But that's really anything after that is completely different from an EAP. And so the the reason I don't like EAPs for pilots is, well, one is they're not used, period, full stop. They don't use them. We know that, got the data on it. Uh, Our one particular client, their EAP utilization by pilots was like 0.25%. Once we implemented a PDAP, Pilot Dedicated Assistance Program, it was like 4.5% utilization rate, which was, if you think about a good employee assistance program, very successful has a 3% utilization rate. We're talking pilots had a four, you know, four and a half percent utilization. That's phenomenal. Why? Because they feel understood and we offer good value to what, what, to help them with what they're, what they're dealing with. So, the, so the, the reason I don't like APs is pilots don't use them. They're not appropriate for pilots. And the modal, the experience level of clinicians is just not, they're not prepared to deal with, with pilots and all of the rat's nest of compliance that's, involved and the modalities that they use are just not specific and detailed enough to help pilots with the types of problems that they're battling
1: i've i've now learned a new acronym with you pap pilot assistance Program.
0: pdap pilot dedicated assistance program but just to be clear i am not anti-eap i I, and i tell companies that come to lift effect and say i say don't get rid of your eap you need the eap and look it's good if you're a pilot and you're having like you know, family issues or something, okay, or mar- even marriage issues. Sometimes you can find a good marriage and family therapist It's a needle in a haystack, to be honest, at an EAP, but I've had some pilots have good luck uh, with with that. And if your spouse is having an issue, they don't need a PDAP. app. They need just a, a therapist. And if you can get some coverage, you know, but the problem too is that e- EAPs usually only cover three to seven sessions, and that's it. And most problems it, that are of the garden variety is going to take a little more than that. And the problem is you go to the EAP, you get your th- your free sessions, and then you want to use your insurance. Well, it's, it's luck of the draw if that provider is each even paneled with the insurance that you have. So then they're like, oh crap, now I got to find a new practitioner after I've just established a relationship with this one, or I've got to pay out of pocket and you know it's just it's a it's a problem
1: <laughs> i i have to say that eap i can't say that it's evolved but 25 years ago opera uh, there weren't many other options eap was it was was
0: it's, kind of and it's it, it was, was better than it was it devolved yeah, it was a really problem was,
1: it was really it really was better i i yes. was a I, I was a management pilot for a while and I I went to the training and it it was much, I think it was much more uh, comprehensive, and it 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 looked out for the interests of the individual, in other words, as a pilot or as a as, depending on what your job duty dispatcher ma- maintenance, flight attendant, e- EAP has like I think is devolves is a good word it it is not as comprehensive it is not as protective, no as, as far as it. It is a company tool. You don't have, I think, the same level of privacy expectations on on what's going on as it once was. And I'm not taking away from EAP, but it's not. It's it's changed. But now there are other tools out there. There are other services, like you say, that are more specific and that work for for a pilot better. As a prime example, Lift Effect. It just. Um, but I think some people are still thinking of EAP. When they got hired, twenty twenty five. Yeah, years it's ago. like it was exactly. A
0: it's a totally different thing, and you know, it's it's the APs are great. They're they're great. They're just not good for pilots. So that's my thoughts on that. So,
1: I think we've come to the end of another uh,
0: glorious time together. Yes, uh,
1: these were very different questions. You got to take away. Oh, I do have a question for you. If somebody wants on on, we'll go back to the first question. Mm-hmm. And they want to read some. Do you have any any anything that you would recommend that they might want to look into? Business, business you know, books. Yeah, business. I mean, you know, Accounting 101 for Business Basics would be a good one. But That's I'm a great more book. The, uh, I think, here's I'm what I more think. more the, the psychology one. Is there the anything that you would say that would be A mindset. Um, Do you have one that you'd want to recommend off
0: the top of your head? Good to Great by Jim Collins. I think that book is a must read because it sort of talks about like, It's not really psychology per se, but you can derive psychology out of it. And it's really is, what is the difference between two companies that are basically identical on paper, where one thrives and the other one dies? What are those things that are are, are, are the separators, the differentiators? And a lot of these are, I think, psychologically driven. I think... um, Jay abraham getting everything you can out of all that you've got that's a book crazy title but really good book i mean like kind of a must read on how do you create a a value proposition that's that's actually valuable and not just junky or where you're competing in the market with everybody else if you're like everybody else the only thing you could do is compete on price so i i think from a psychology perspective it's you got to approach it from what is the value that you're creating well, and it's not just what you think. It's what your customer or your client thinks. Oh, yeah. And we talked about that fiduciary responsibility. I think there's either you're a commodity or you're a, you, you're, uh, you, you have something valuable. And the difference is that fiduciary responsibility versus I'm just here to sell you crap. And a fiduciary is like, I am not going to, this is all in your best interest. Even if I have to take the hit, I'm going to do what's best for you. It's kind of that patient doctor relationship that I obviously take very seriously, and I take that into my business practices and how I do everything. It's like just really trying to help people is should be at the forefront of everything that you do. The airlines could learn some lessons on this,
1: and it which sh- and it shines through people,
0: yes. can see
1: that. Um, I'm yep. going to give a quick, shameless plug. We've got a subscription um, service that's coming up really soon. I will tell you that in there, you're going to get those kind of resources, tools, and, and, and not just one or two, but several different, uh, uh, in this case books or, uh, uh things that you can take advantage of or look into to help you further and expand on, on our topics. Yep. Uh, that's coming very, very soon. So, uh, there's going to be a lot of things, show notes, uh, there's going to be transcripts. Everybody learns it and, 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 um, uh, absorbs the the information in different ways. And we want to provide a whole bunch of additional um, uh, information and benefits for those coming forward. Because sometimes just this in itself is t- just scratches the surface and there's so much more. Um, I know Matt references so many documents and so many books that uh, uh, I think those that uh, end up being a part of our subscriber feed are really going to really benefit and, and enjoy
0: yeah and so, al- and also i think it, that's a subscription people ask why are we doing it i mean there's a fee it'll be a nominal fee per month that you can that you can subscribe to well we're going to announce that in the next couple of weeks we're trying we wanted to launch it months ago but it's taken so much work to put it all together and figure this out but uh, one of the other reasons we're doing it is it gives you an opportunity to support the podcast for our community and the podcast, unfortunately, it takes a lot of resources to be able to run it, and we want to be able to uh, be able to offer even more that we're doing for our community. And I think our community, I've dedicated my life to our community, um, and I think our community deserves it, and we want to get the the, you, the podcast to be something that's entertaining for you, but also something that brings good value to you and helps you in your life and through contribution your contribution financial contribution to help support this we're going to be able to get a a wider reach to be able to assist more of our brothers and sisters that that need this and even our brothers and sisters in in parallel occupations like first responders and healthcare. they they need it too and so that's that's why we're doing a subscription feed so more is coming there'll be a big announcement um on the probably the next podcast or maybe the next one after that but we're in the process of getting it together but we're super excited and i think you're going to find there's just a ton of value that you're going to be able to get uh, by becoming a subscriber so stay tuned for that
1: i will tell you matt one of the most important words that is in his vocabulary is value and values what are your values and what value do you bring so with that being said um as always please hit the like button give us a review. Please share with others. We want to spread the word. We appreciate all of you. Please uh, keep sending in the uh, comments, critiques, complaints, attaboys, whatever you want. That we, uh, we read them all and we, we take them all just as seriously regardless of, of what the content is. It's podcast at lifteffect.com. We thank you. We hope you have a great day and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Adios.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect, a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com. That's L-I-F to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.